Welcome to the Mask of Moms podcast, a Disney planning podcast where we enjoy quick conversations and cocktails with a Disney twist. We are your hosts, Juliana. Hey. Lori. Hi. And Jennifer, that's me. There is no doubt we love Disney Cruise Line, but we recently sailed together aboard Virgin Voyages and discovered some interesting things. So we wanted to share with you the obvious differences and surprising similarities. But first, the Mouska cocktail. All right. So we are going to cleanse away from the gym and tonic. What what is the name of the drink? Cleanse away from the gym and tonic? Yes, the name of the drink is Cleanse there Away. Is. <laughs> and the bar is gym and tonic, which is amazing. And this is on the Virgin Voyage. Now I'm getting this on deck 15 outside the gym. Because of course you need a bar right outside the gym. Duh. Yes. Yes, of course you do. It is orange tanqueray, grapefruit, lime, and chamomile. I hate tanqueray. I know. I, I shouldn't have given you the Mouska cocktail. Lori hates gin, but doesn't this sound super refreshing after With a grapefruit? After <laughs> <laughs> and cleanse your body, detox, so that you can <laughs> retox. But this was like the kind of thing on this ship that was so fun. Like, first of all, the gym was so cool because it. Did you go to the gym? You didn't have to. You no. You well, I did the eighties <laughs> workout party, but you could see it like when you were walking through the middle pool area where there was like yeah. that hot tub in the middle. Yes, it shamed me. It the shamed gym. me. It was like people exercising and me walking with my beverage there was no shame on this cruise can we just start there there was no shame whatsoever hang on didn't you have to walk by the gym to get to the galley yeah so like, yes is that why i walked by the gym so much the galley yes. was where we got food yeah so that's why i walked right. by the gym so, so it's much. on deck 15 and if you want to go from four to aft or whatever you're trying to get midship you have to walk past this one pool so you're outside on the deck but you can't see over board, I guess I could say, because on either side is where the gym is with these big glass windows. So like to look off the ship, like port or starboard side, you're looking through the gym. It was really cool. Anyway, so right out there. And shameful. It wasn't shameful. There was no shame. And and right. I didn't feel any shame. I felt but no I shame. But I can see how one might feel nah, shame. There was no shame. And right outside the gym was this bar where you could either be sitting in the hot tub chilling or come on out after your, your workout and get a drink. I thought it was a juice bar. Well, it is also a juice bar, but you can also. But the juice can, bar was. But you could add. Gin to oh, it? <laughs> I guess the juice bar was somewhere else. I wouldn't know. I didn't drink any juice. Yeah. The juice bar was down um behind wherever we ate lunch, the boat something. Boat house, boat, dock, boat, dock, dock, dock house. something. There you go. You're welcome. It was dock house. That's where the juice bar was because we actually got juice. The juice was amazing. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, I should have gotten juice. I love so a good, good juice. Because I love you a needed gin and juice on a virgin cruise. All right. We did. So that was the that was the it. drink that none of us tried, but we're all going back on virgin voyages, so we'll try it again. All right. So except me. 
No. Oh, because it's gin. I was like, but not virgin. Yeah. All right. So cats out of the bag. No. We loved it. I guess I spilled the beans pretty early. Are, are we all in a, like, I, we, I loved it. Anyway. All right. I yeah. loved it. And so basically, end of the podcast. Thank you for tuning yeah. in, Mask Thanks. of Friends. <laughs> so um, we love Disney Cruise. We're, and we're very spoiled by Disney Cruise Line. It's, it, we know that all the, that how much it includes and how easy a vacation is and how wonderful the service is and how great the food is and all the things. It, that also, we- it also makes us very critical of other cruise lines, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, when you go on other cruise lines, you feel a little bit nickel and dimes. You feel there, there's a lot of feelings um, depending on, on what level you're cruising. So Disney is, is what we believed to be a class unto itself. Um, but enter Virgin Voyages. So let's start with the obvious differences. The biggest difference is no kids, no kids. And yeah. So I, Oh my God. The minute I I knew this would be, I knew this would be one of the highlights, but I didn't think, I I don't know. It was, I didn't realize it mattered so much. It's not just that there are no children around. It's that nobody is focused on anyone, but adults. Like, so there, nobody on the ship, because I can take a, a, a vacation or a cruise with other people's kids. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't bother me. If they're not my kids, I'm not feeling it. But there is such a huge vibe difference when no one on the ship is chasing a child, when no one's priority is anyone but themselves and their friends, when everyone is just there to have a good time and, and is leaving the responsibilities of children behind. It changes everyone's it vacation. Just- it isn't just that there are no kids on the ship, though. Like nothing is geared toward children. There are no kids clubs, kids activities. There are, I mean, everything is very grown up. And I, I mean. It's grown up, but it's it's not. We found like one of the most surprising things with the fact that it was no kids was that we were able to do stuff that normally we shy away from because because the kids are doing it. So the free arcade games that were Super Mario and Space Invaders and uh, Golden Tea, that was free because you don't have the kids overusing it. We were using it. You had shuffleboard, you had foosball, and then at, we'll talk about um, Bitimi, but pool floats. I don't get a pool float when there's children anywhere near. Ever. Even if they're not my children, it's, oh, let the children have the float. Oh, do you want the float? Oh, you need to go? That's fine. And even, we're like, no, it's my, it's mine. Even the even like on on the embarkation day and everything and the, the day at sea when you kind of, I don't know, I shy away from the pools because I get skeeved out because there are so many kids in it and you know that four out of five kids are probably peeing in it. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair... I questioned some of those guys that were sitting in that pool. <laughs> oh, I certainly questioned it. Yes, absolutely. To be fair, five out of five adults are peeing in that pool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but still, we didn't have to fight with the kids. I didn't have to. It, it was just, it was so nice. I didn't get in a pool at all. And I don't feel I... sorry. Oh, I did get in a hot tub. I got in a pool in Bimini. I didn't. It was cold. Anyway, let's, we just keep talking. We're not following. We have a plan. Sorry. We have a script. We just have so much that we want to tell you. Anyway, the, just, I felt like the whole, the whole vibe without kids, just like everyone was just like letting loose, but not in a crazy, like, 
I don't know. There was something about it. I was my kid on right. this trip. Like my my teenagers waltz into our stateroom on Disney Cruise Line at two o'clock in the morning and they sleep until 10 and wander out to breakfast in their pajamas. And I, that that was me. We got to do that. And with no judgment whatsoever. No. And it was so fun. And that was like the best thing. You get to stay in one stateroom. You get to go to bed as late yep. as you want to. Wake up as late as you want to. Do whatever you want. You can watch The Big Lebowski till two o'clock in the morning if you want. Yes, I did it. Yes. We'll get to that in a minute. I watched <laughs> Almost Famous. I haven't seen that in years. Yeah. So, so no kids. And how, so that's the biggest difference. And I guess the other difference, the biggest difference with in Virgin and Disney, the glaring difference is how irreverent Virgin is. It was irreverent and fun, but yet still innocent, even though it wasn't, you know? So I was super worried. I, I did not expect to like it as much as I did. And the, the one of the biggest reasons is I had in my mind that we were going to get on this ship and it's an adult only ship. And I thought it was going to be like spring break. Woohoo! Exactly. And I'm too old for that. But it was not at all. It was not. It was sophisticated. Well, I think part of it is because of the irreverence of Virgin Voyages, because there you have to be comfortable with all you have to have a very open mind and be comfortable with all sorts of things on this ship. And I, I don't I mean, I'm not talking crazy things, but you're definitely going to see, you know, the cruise director walking around in a thong and nothing and a hat and that's it. And if that's something that bothers you, this is not your cruise line. If you are okay with that sort of fun and, and you know, realizing that it's just all fun and innocent, then this is the cruise for you. And I think that that might weed out some of the people who are not comfortable with that sort of environment. It might be the spring break crowd that we're avoiding. I don't know. It's the only thing I can think of that makes it different. I think the spring break crowd is priced out from this, which is nice. Do you though? Yeah. I don't think so. It's not that expensive. It's not that expensive, but... In fact, I'd say this is another big difference between Virgin and Disney. It was not... You can get on a ship for $2,000 for two people for four nights. I think the difference though, like the spring break ships notoriously are carnival and right. you get some on Royal Caribbean, but they've been known more as families. And you get some on Norwegian, but the difference is Virgin is not set up as a spring break one. Our rooms were for two people. You can fit three people into one of those rooms if they have a pullout, but that's it. So it's not meant for those spring break groups to come on. Maybe. They're going to go to the carnivals and that. This this price is above carnival. Yes. It is it is above Royal it's Caribbean. It's Disney though. But it's below Disney and they found that market in between there and you're not getting the rowdy spring yeah. breakers. You're not getting the 20 year olds on there. You're not getting the 21 year olds. It's going a little bit higher than that. And that's what the nice that's part That's another is. awesome point. The clientele here is 40s and 50s. Mm -hmm. I think almost everyone on that ship was in their late 30s, early 40s, all the way through 50s. You know, I it was our people. It was good. It's it's essentially Disney parents who want to go without their kids. I think also the way they do their drink package weeds out the college kids because on most of the cruise yeah. lines, your drink package is unlimited and you are going there to just drink your face off. And on this one, you have a bar tab. And so you have a, a limit that's set. And once you hit that limit, you can still drink, but now you're paying out of pocket. 
So I think that... Raise your hand if you overspent your bar tab. No, just me? Oh, no, me too. Yeah, but a little bit. Only a little bit. I see, I like... Yeah, I like this better because when we've done the all-inclusive, which basically you can get through uh, Norwegian Cruise Line, Norwegian does you know all their promos with unlimited drinks. We feel the need to continue to drink throughout the day. We're like, well, we paid for it. Well, we paid for it. Well, well it's included. Let's agreed, do it. Because the drink package on Royal in particular, let's start with, can be $100 so per person per day, right? It's per day? Yeah. It's essentially if you work it out, you have to like drink between seven to nine, seven to nine that's drinks a, a day, depending on what you're ordering. That's a lot of drinking. That's a lot. So I agree. So the way it works with Virgin, if you're not familiar, is you get a bar tab, usually promotionally, depending on the the deal that you're getting. Your travel agent, well, your wonderful travel advisor will get you some sort of bar tab, I'm sure, to start with a couple hundred bucks and sailor loot, whatever is is the promotion of the day. And then you can add more bar tab to it. And for every $300 you add, they give you another $50. So it's an incentive to spend a little more. And then it just gets deducted. You know, you order and it just gets deducted. There's no tipping at all. It's not allowed. The price of the drink is the price of the drink. And it worked out really well. And you can keep track of it really easily on the app and see where you are with your spending. And I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I like. I liked it. We went a little bit over, but... It was not what we usually go over in terms of right. alcohol. So the 300 we got was included. I think I went over by 120. It wasn't crazy how much we went over by. And the drinks were actually very reasonably priced. That's true. So let me say beers, even like good IPAs and stuff were about $7, were $7. I think all beers on the ship were $7, including gratuity. Um, where I live, that's a deal. I would imagine since I don't live in a very expensive area of the country that that's probably a deal for most people. A bourbon was $11 if you wanted. Buffalo Trace was 10 bucks. Yeah. yeah, Buffalo Trace was 10. I heard okay. that repeatedly. Yes, from from your husband and my husband. A, a yes. glass yes. Let, me re- let me repeat it again for the bourbon lovers. A glass of Buffalo yes. Trace was $10. Yeah. If you're a spoiled brat like me and you have to have Woodford that jumped up to 17. So needless to say, I had like two Woodfords the entire trip because 17 was a lot of money for a drink on Virgin Voyages. Like it was just ridiculous. But the other stuff was reasonable too. Like we've, we got a couple of bottles of wine with dinners and those weren't very expensive and you had a big selection. I mean, it was nice. I will say the best deal that they had was in Test Kitchen. You could have done mm-hmm. a wine pairing or an alcohol pairing. And the pairing was $40. It was insanely inexpensive. And oh, am goodness, it was a lot of wine. It was a lot. It, it was. They paired, they gave you a full glass, not just a tasting, a full glass with each course. And it was a five, I mean, five glasses of wine is a bottle, right? Yes. For 40 bucks. I mean, yeah. okay, so you just opened the door to discuss my favorite part of this cruise, which was the dining. I don't even know where to start. And now, a word from our sponsors. Mouse Kamams are avid travel enthusiasts, and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com, and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. You hear them say that Virgin has no buffets, and you think, so what, whatever. Okay, that's a gimmick. But it was amazing. It was amazing. On so many cruise lines, you... You have one main dining room and then any place else you want to eat is extra. But we're comparing specifically to Disney. On Disney Cruise Line, you have rotational dining. You have four restaurants. 
you go through or three restaurants, whatever it is, you go through them and rent, wash, rinse, repeat, right? And they're good. They're fun. They're great. But and then you have Cabanas or Marceline, which is their big right. buffet, which also it's great. Let's not knock Disney's food. I happen to love Marceline. I think it's yes. fantastic. Cabanas is is good. And let's be fair, Virgin does have a very similar setup. Their their galley, as they call it, is it's not a buffet, it's a food court, right? But it's more yeah. like on the wish. The Wishes Food Court over by the pool where, I mean, the food was delicious. Right. So it's not like you're just walking an endless buffet line. They have have a little sushi station and they have a coffee station and they have a burger station and they have a, you know, all day breakfast station. And they have the ramen. They had this ramen that was super popular. They had a panini station. So you just go to all, you know, just like if you were in a food court in the mall, but a little nicer, a lot nicer. I think one of the bigger differences that I noticed is my kids tend to not always eat on schedule. They're weird. They don't have dinner bells. <laughs> and we get in trouble sometime on the Disney cruise, specifically for lunch. Like if they're playing, I'll let them play. If they want to eat lunch at two, fine. But we get in trouble because they start shutting stuff down. And then there's this weird period where you can't really get what you want and only some are open. The wish is easier because that area is open. But on the other Disney Cruise Line's not where I felt the galley, a lot of stuff closed down for certain times, but there was always at least two to three. There was always something. Yeah, there was at least two to three stations open. Or you could go on that dock side, and that dock side was always open. I just found more options on different times. And I think the pizza place was open 24 hours. Always. Always. we were there at three in the morning. There was always some place you could get something to eat. And for the most part, the food was really good. There was one place I ate yeah. that was a total miss. It was really terrible. I don't think Lori was with me. I don't think Jen was with me. Weren't you with us, Lori, at the back of the ship? Were you there? Oh, yeah. I don't know if that was a total miss or if that we were just in such a mood for pizza. Maybe. And we sat down for like Mediterranean tapas. It was not yummy. And that just, it was not, I think we just, we needed to walk our butts further up to go to the pizza place. Maybe so. And that was our mistake. Because I ate there, we ended up going back the other day and it was the dock side. They have the Mediterranean tapas throughout. But then between four and six on certain days, they have OPA hour. And we did OPA hour one day and the food was fantastic. So what we're talking about is like a little bar restaurant on the aft. It was aft of the ship. Um, It's just, I I don't remember what deck, but it just, there were so many spaces like this. That was my husband's favorite part about the ship. He kept noticing because he's, he'd only been on the fantasy and he was like, I just love how there's all these different cool spaces interspersed throughout. And I said, Oh, that's what I love about the wish versus say Mm -hmm. the fantasy, right? Is that there's all these cool little spaces interspersed throughout and everybody, every area had a different vibe. And like Lori was saying, you know, you didn't feel uncomfortable walking in and grabbing that foosball table or the shuffleboard table without a kid with you. Um, It was really cool. But back to dining. What is it? 40 eateries, they call them. They don't call them restaurants or whatever. Yeah. Only, only like five of them need reservations, make reservations. They do reserve some for walk-ins and we never really had a problem, but our ship was only at about 80% capacity. So that made a very big difference. So I never had any, we didn't have any problems eating or whatever, but you definitely want to make reservations. And I will say the biggest tip is as soon as you get on that ship, run 
to wherever the dining is and you can adjust all your reservations. This is a little different than Disney. I feel like it used to be this way on Disney, but I haven't had to do it like this on Disney where I've had to do anything once I got on board. I've always been able to pre-plan everything. With Virgin, pre-planning is a little more difficult. The app's pretty finicky. I do recommend getting dining and if you want to do excursions when you can, but when once you get on board, you can pretty much fix all of that. Yeah. And so we really enjoyed the restaurants. They felt like... The restaurants were phenomenal. Yes, they were. The only one that was like a set menu was the test kitchen where it was a very, what was it? Five courses and it was... Uh, Michelin star. It was interesting. So that's the only one. I think they gave you a choice of entree between two, but everything else they just brought to the table and it was like a tasting menu, but that was, that was fun. But ever, all of the other eateries, you had a regular size menu. You could order as much as we want, as you wanted. And we absolutely did because we wanted to try everything. And I don't think I had a single bad meal in any of those. Yeah, I didn't have any bad meals. I mean, I I hate to like, we're going to go over if we talk about every single restaurant, but I did have some things that I absolutely loved, some things I could take or leave. I don't know what, I think my favorite was the wake, what, the steakhouse? That's the only one I didn't eat in. Yeah, that one was good. There's the wake of steakhouse. There's a Mexican one. I can't remember what it's called. Pink agave. And there's Gunbei, which is uh, Korean barbecue and test kitchen. And I'm, I'm missing. And, and Razzle, Razzle Dazzle. Dazzle. Razzle Dazzle is like and new Razzle American. Dazzle. I went there for brunch. I thought I did not care for it because it was all like vegan and stuff. And I just don't eat that way yeah. for breakfast. But I did eat dinner there and I actually, I enjoyed I it, it very much. I still think about the beet gnocchi that they had or beet pierogies. It was, it they was, was so oh, good. I mean, I, I wanted to go back and get them. We were supposed to eat at Pink Agave on the last night, and I really wanted to because I love good Mexican, but my husband wanted to switch to the wake. So we did. Again, case in point, you can switch your reservations pretty much at the last minute. And holy cow, second favorite dish. They make a clam chowder that is, oh my goodness. And it's got like the little, uh, were the clams fried? They, They start dry. I think, yeah, there was a fried portion. I thought they were baby fried shrimp, but they could have been clams. It didn't matter because they were delicious. I don't care if they were like fried tongue at that point. (laughs) The thing, it was delicious. So they put it out. The presentation, (laughs) we're going to have to post it on the page. They they put it out and it's so pretty, like these solid pieces in your dish. And you're like, what's this? And they're like, that's your clam chowder. And you're like, wait, what? And then they do the whole fancy pour the, the liquid in. I could have eaten a vat of that stuff. It was yeah. so good. It was so good. I usually, when I order soup, will have like maybe half of it before dinner. Like, I'll try it. I scraped that damn bowl. It was like nothing. There was nothing left. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to. Uh, so I think that Virgin edges out Disney in a food. I thought the food was really good. It was excellent. I think they have, I think it depends, right? Like if we're comparing Disney, obviously Disney has the rotational dining. This doesn't, I like the freedom that comes with this. Like you said, during ours, we could go and kind of change things. If you wanted, you're also dealing with smaller groups. So if you're just dining with two people, you can kind of move around however you want versus a massive family trying to move around because then you can't, but I think the food was better than Disney because it was different where I had my parents go on who are much older 
and they didn't like the food because it was too different for them. That Jen goes on and on about the ramen bowl. My mom was like, why the hell did they have a ramen bowl on a cruise ship in warm weather? I don't want to see ramen. Oh, it's delicious. I know. And in fairness, it was chilly some days for us. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we had, we had weather. some weather. But it just depends like on your food taste. If it's you're true. in our age group and you like different, you're going to love this. Wear the market. Wear the market. Yes. So that's why. All right. So um, let's move on now to the other difference there. They go to Bimini, right? It's not private. Yes. They, they don't have a private island that they go to like Castaway Key or Lighthouse Point at Lookout Key. Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point. I think that was it. I can't remember. Disney's trying to make us all so confused lately. This one's really easy. Yeah. I think at some point they're changing this name. Can we just call it Lighthouse Point and leave it at that? Oh my goodness. Amen. All right. So, oh, look out key at Lighthouse Point. There it is. Bimini's not a private island. It's a tiny little Bahamian island. So, you know, you have to know that when you get there, not everyone who approaches you is Virgin Voyages crew. And and that happens on other cruise lines too. They have vendors set up, but you know that they're set up through the cruise line. On Bimini, the minute you get off that ship, there's people like, well, you take a little tram over and then people are trying to sell you a golf cart and whatever. And that's fine. It's all lovely. Take a golf cart, roam the island. It's beautiful. Just know what you're working with. It's not a private island. We did go to their private beach club at Bimini, which was the beach I thought was beautiful. The water was lovely. We rented a cabana. It came with service. It was better than what I thought it was going to be. It for sure is not my favorite. It's basic. It's basic. The pool is very nice. The beach, I mean, it's a beach club instead of a, you know, castaway is an island. Right. So this is a beach club. It has the pools. It has the bars. Everything's set up. But it's not my favorite. It's very, very basic. They had the pool parties. That was, I mean, it was... I think it was on par with Serenity Bay. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. It was basic, but it was all that I wanted that day. Like, I just wanted to sit on the beach and be served beverages and hang out with my friends. Like, that was all I wanted that day. The only criticism I have is that they kept running out of things. I know. Yeah. Like drinks, like as if they weren't expecting us. <laughs> Yeah, they couldn't keep the frozen drinks frozen. They were out of like, so that was a little, like, we were kind of like, oh, they ran out of limes. Like Eric walked up at 1030 in the morning and I'm sorry, we're out of limes. I'm sorry. Did you not know the ship was coming in today? I'm confused. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little weird. Like, did you think nobody wanted a lime at all during today? (laughs) Exactly. Our first frozen drink of the day was frozen and that was it. So by 11 o'clock in the morning, they were not capable of making frozen drinks anymore. No, all their machines, all their machines broke. All of them. It was there. And they didn't have ginger ale for something. It was just, that was a little disappointing and very not Disney. But in terms of, I thought the beach was very pretty. I thought the cabanas were cool. I don't think the cabana for $500 was was enough. Like, no. I just five hundred dollars yeah. cabana on Disney's Castaway Key. Those cabanas are gorgeous. I agree. It's a roped off. It's a roped off area by the water. I agree. And we were by the toilets. I agree. We were we were set in the back of the beach. Um, it was very nice to have those cushy chairs. Were super fun yes. and to have service. And it was a big space. And there were there was a tree overhead. It was nice, but for the price, so it's five hundred dollars. You get a hundred dollar bar tab with it. 
and service. There's no refrigerator. There's no, there's nothing else. And like you said, it was set back and it wasn't even back with no chairs, beach chairs in front of it. Like it was back and you couldn't really even see the water. Well, yes, you could. I will post a picture. It was sort of off to the side, but like right behind you was the pool, which got loud. So it wasn't perfect. I I agree. I like Serenity Bay's cabanas a million times better if you're talking adult only areas, but I'm glad that we had it. Yeah, no, it was great to have. And honestly, getting a drink on that at that beach club, we waited a half an hour. We were trying, we were just on a different part and we just kept waiting and waiting and they were completely you mean like standing at the bar. Yeah. And standing and they were completely overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I, it was, you know, being able to go back to the cabana and just ordering with her was easier mm-hmm. and it was nice to have. I just don't think for the price they gave enough. I agree. I did like those cozy beach chairs though. They had like these beanbag things. Yeah, those were awesome, but they were, people also took them. And they were using them that weren't part of the cabanas. Oh, that's so rude. they took them from other. And then the weirdest part was they were doing a massage two cabanas down from us. That was weird. That was weird. And we're <laughs> like the cabana massage. I mean, you guys, our listeners know how much I love a castaway key cabana massage. Like every time I'm getting one. No, no, do not do it here. And can we just skip ahead then to the spa? This yeah. was a disappointment for me on Virgin. I absolutely love Virgin Voyages and I will go again, but I will not hit the spa again. And I certainly see, won't get a beach I will. massage. Yeah. Yeah. See, I will. I have, my massage was fantastic. I actually, uh, mine was too hard. I had bruises, but I guess that's good because they worked out the muscles and everything else um, and the toxins. But then we did the thermal pools and we went around to all the different pools and they had a fantastic area there to kind of move around. I have to say, I wish that that was on the wish. Yeah. <laughs> because the wishes rainforest room, it's, it's cool. It's right. But there's only but, like, there's only like three rooms and it's just steam rooms. Yeah. Or the suckling pig room. This was pretty awesome. It was nice. Yeah. It looked yeah. a little industrial to me. It was crowded. It was I crowded. I didn't think that the spa felt very serene. It felt like a factory. Like, there was no locker room. The showers were just stalls in the hallway. I mean, and I don't care men and women in the same locker room, whatever. I But it just it just didn't feel luxurious to me. So again, for a $250 massage and then not even being able to shower or use the facilities, I, don't, I just didn't care for it. I can understand why the hydrotherapy doesn't come with the massage on a ship that size. Yeah. Where the hydrotherapy is such a big draw, but... I don't know. I just didn't like the facility. I just didn't. I think it depended when you went to, like for people that want to do it, we did a 6 till 8 p.m. kind of area because our dinner was later and we were there right at 6. I think I was 5 to 8. I think that's where you were smart. That worked out. It was, there was people in there, but it was not, Eric and I went into lots of steam rooms and we were by ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, because we were there at 11 o'clock in the morning on the it day at sea, which was peak time, yeah. and it was crowded. Yeah, that's just yeah. no fun. Um, <laughs> it's not and it, fun. Yeah, see, and it was nice for us because after we did, we did, we stayed from like 5 to about 7 because we had dinner at 8.30, is we just didn't do any of the shower. I don't like showering in those facilities anyways, Yeah, but I just threw, I had my suit on. I'm like, let's go, go back to the room, get showered, get dressed, everything else. Um, yeah. They did have like a mud area. It was not necessarily a mud bath, but they gave you mud to put on. I guess on. that's the tip. Yeah. 
is to do it like you did it instead of like how we did it. I did not like my my massage, but to be fair, the last time we were on a Disney cruise, I didn't like my massage there either. So I think that's just very hit or miss. It's it depends true. On the, it's true. The, I did not like my massage. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. So one of my favorite things about this cruise was the entertainment and it was it was it was all for adults. It but not stuffy. Like it was, I mean, I would say personally, I think that it, it didn't have the level, the production level that Disney has, of course. You guys didn't see the dual reality though. The talent level, as much as we go on about Disney and how what level is fantastic. I think the talent level of those people that did the dual reality, and then they used them later on. You saw bits during the last night in the the disco part that I like. Yeah. They went, that was literally like a fifth of their show. And it was so tiny that the room was meant for it. The amount that they were soaring into the air was crazy. Yeah. There's a lot I didn't see and do. I liked that, but also just like, I mean, when we're talking, when we're comparing Disney and Virgin, the adult spaces on the Disney cruises, I feel are very like, you go and you buy a drink and you sit there and you listen to the entertainment. And these were way more interactive. I mean, there was a pool party for Scarlet night where we all danced by the pool and there was a drag queen who was the MC and the captain was dancing around in his little speedo. And I mean, that was super fun. And then, you know, the seventies disco was just everybody in their seventies attire. And it was just, it was, it was not just, I have problems with the seventies disco. I think they're completely (laughs) missing the boat by not doing an eighties party. I think an eighties party would have been much more lively. There was an eighties party. It was at 10 o'clock that morning in the the same space I went to the 80s workout party that's that's a fail too because you're crazy that should have been at like four o'clock in the afternoon but also it was super fun it was super fun you guys missed out but also I do think that they should do the pajama party the second night and scarlet night the first night because the first night was the wildest night and that should be scarlet night I just think yes, they, I don't true. think they should put them back to back. Yeah. Like you have to, you know, like even on a Disney ship, right? So if we're comparing the two, Disney's first night, they know everybody goes crazy. They want to see the ship. They want to see this. Their shows are very short. They do an intro show, right? Like even on the wish, they have their short little C's. That's like half the time of a regular production. And then they, ho- they have other stuff going on throughout the ship. The fact that they did the PJ night, right at the beginning. And then they did the Scarlet Night right on the second night. They killed us. Oh, yeah, we were dead. I can't I cannot do two nights back to back like that. You need to understand people go hard the first night, make the second night a low key, and then throw the Scarlet Night on like the third night. Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. It was it was it was like right out of the gate, just hardcore. It was it was it was so much fun. So I just, before we wrap up and we need to wrap up because we're totally long, the inclusions, we touched on it a little bit about how all the dining is included and things like that. But then there are just other little things, right? They both include room service, Disney and Virgin, except Virgin does charge a delivery fee for room service. So the food is included. Disney is now the only cruise line that you can find that will not charge you for room service. But you don't have to tip on Virgin. Uh, Yeah, but I only tip like two bucks maybe for Disney. Right. Well, it's a seven, right. It's a $7, it's a $7 charge. charge for room service. So 
you know, if you want your coffee delivered in the morning, it's going to cost you seven bucks. It was worth it once they sent the coffee in like a little, like a tumbler, you know, like with it. So I just carried that around with me all morning and drank from it like a little thermos. We did breakfast one morning and it came in like a picnic basket, which was kind of cute. Yeah, that is cute. What else? Oh, we talked about the in-room entertainment. So it makes me so crazy when I'm back in my room in a hotel or whatever, and I just want to watch a movie and I can't. And one of my favorite things about Disney Cruise Line is that just about the entire Disney catalog is available for you to watch. Virgin Voyages has an amazing on-demand movie selection. I got home one night because I just literally could not stand up anymore. But it was midnight. So it was early. <laughs> and I wanted to watch TV. So I just put on The Big Lebowski, watched that till 2 in the morning. I mean, there was you watched Almost Famous. You watched A Few Good Men, which, by the way, I wanted to watch. I started watching on the cruise ship, and I wanted to watch when I got home. And I can't find it for free anywhere. No. I am a person that... I don't turn on my TV when we're on vacation ever. Like we will turn it on the Disney cruise for the kids. But if it was Eric and I, we don't turn it on. And I think because we were by ourselves and the movie selection was so good that we actually had the TV on. We were actually watching movies at night and it was completely different than we've ever done. And we actually really appreciated the on-demand movies for once because we usually don't use them at all. And you can do like the cool lighting in your room. You can set it up for cinema. They have like all this different mood lighting. It was just, it was so fun. It was just, it was seriously Disney for kids, for grownups. It was the best. It was. It was summer camp for grownups. Summer camp. That's exactly what it was. Summer camp for grownups. Before we get off, the one thing we have to mention are the rooms because there is we there is a comparison between the two. So I think what Juliana actually has written. Not as big as a Disney for four people, but plenty of room for two. It's exactly the depth. Like it is exactly, it is a bigger room for two people. The bed is fine. It is a couch. Yeah. That's an interesting choice. So yeah, I, and, I don't and know we're about not talking it. Like, like, it's not like a, a, a sofa bed like that, but it can become yeah. a couch, which I think makes it less comfortable. But my, I was going to say that bed was not, that bed was rough. But they it was never, not Disney bed. They never made it a couch. Like it was always just a bed. So apparently you have to request it and you have to request saying, I want the couch during the day because you only get service once a day on Virgin. That's another point. Yes. And he did tell us, if you want the couch, you have to specifically tell me. And then I do come in twice. But my only reason for coming in the second time is to make it a bed again. See, we never even were told that. So see, and my and my thing is like, I didn't even try the room service. I was hardly in my room. I was in my room to sleep and I was in my room to get dressed. And the rest of the time, because we were there with huge groups of friends I wasn't in my room at all. So I agree the bed was, I mean, I I never sleep as well as I do on a Disney cruise because those beds are so comfortable and I was disappointed in this one. But the room was the room. I didn't care. It was, it was plenty it was, nice It for served me. its purpose. I do think that in the future, the next time I do one with a group of friends, I will opt for a Rockstar Quarters if I can afford it just because... With all the wonderful spaces there are on board and how we were barely ever in our room, I do think it would be nice to be able to gather in a quieter space with your friends maybe before dinner. 
Although it was it was, certainly wasn't necessary. I just that's the excuse I'm using with my husband. There you go. I was going to say the biggest draw to the to the rooms. Our balcony was huge. The hammock. I can't. I was excited for the hammock because I like gimmicky things like that. The hammock was amazing. It was absolutely a hundred percent amazing. If you sat in it, and then I determined that if you kept stretching it out, it held all of me, like feet to head. There's something all else. of me. Seriously, it was amazing. Ten out of ten people on that cruise took a nap in their hammock. Yeah. Yes. I did not. That's the Ugh. other thing. Like you're saying you would upgrade to a rock star suite. I literally was in my room so infrequently that I think I went out on my balcony once. Oh my goodness. Just to check it out. And you were on there with a bunch of people. Yes, this is true. Where Eric and I spent a little bit more time to ourselves. The one thing I will note that Eric hated, the hammocks for one person. One person can fit in there very comfortably, but they have two other chairs on that balcony and those chairs are horrible like horrible air couldn't sit on them for more than two minutes where I felt like the Disney chairs that are on the balconies can be very comfortable. I've sat on them for a while. Those were very uncomfortable. I think they, as lovely as the hammocks is, they should have made them for two people. I do wonder how these ships are going to hold up. Yes. Uh, some of some of the furnishings were beautiful and luxurious. And some of them I thought they're going to need to replace in two years. And maybe that's their MO, right? Like maybe that's just yeah. what they're going to do, but. Um, so it'll be interesting yes. to see. But as of right now, I am a huge fan and I can't wait to do it again. Um, I've got my eye on. I'm a huge fan and and they have some really interesting itineraries too, which I'm really excited to check out. So yeah, I've got yes. my eye on French Days and Ibiza Nights. I'm, there, I'm right there with you. They have some lovely itineraries. I think as they grow, they need to adjust some. I think the days that they go, like some of their schedules if you're looking at parents to go and you're looking at them getting away from the kids, some of them are super inconvenient. And they, I think they need to adjust a little bit of those. But for the longer trips, for the parents that can get away for those longer trips, those look amazing. And the itineraries are completely different than any other cruise line. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We have kept everyone way too long. That's okay. All right. Well, I think bottom line is Mouse Moms three for three. We're all going to be sailing on this cruise line again. Uh, mask a tip, leave your kids at home and check your inhibitions at the door. Well, maybe not all of them, but try out Virgin Voyages. All right, Mouse friends, there you have it. Our own compare and contrast essay on Virgin Voyages for Disney Cruise Line. And basically why we think Disney Cruise Line fans will love it. What do you think? Will you give it a shot on your next kid-free vacation? Drop us a note. Check out our Facebook group, Mouse Moms Podcast, to dive deeper into this and all things Disney and Disney planning. Be sure to follow our show so that you can receive notifications when new content is released and you never miss an episode. And please consider writing us a review as well. We'd really appreciate it. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. K-Y. Why? Because we like you.